0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. This morning, I am just so beyond uh, excited to preach because I was thinking about it last night, that the last time I preached was September 15th. So... I hope y'all are ready. I'm about to pop. Thank you. Some of you missed me and some of you were like, oh, Lord, here we go again. (laughs) What special weekends, right? Three weekends in a row. Just, Just so special that we got to celebrate five years since we started Encounter Church It was amazing. We got to hear from Pastors Mario and Tomorrow's Span from Bethany Church. And then from our sending pastor and spiritual father, Pastor Dale Walker. And then this last Sunday as we did our high five party, we welcomed Pastors Joel and Amy Stockdale. How many of you really enjoyed the last three weeks? (laughs) Me too. And I didn't just enjoy it because I got to sit down and hear someone else preach. But I got to enjoy watching our church party. It was so much fun. And I know some people might think that's not very spiritual, but it is a very spiritual thing to party. In fact, I know Pastor Amy mentioned it last Sunday, but in the Old Testament, God literally commanded the people of Israel to do several parties per year. They called them feasts, right? What we would call a party because it was very important for the people of God to have joy and to celebrate the goodness of God. And what a wonderful, I want you guys to just give one more big hand to everybody that helped put on these parties these past three weeks. <laughs> leading, leading up to, right, if you can remember, if we can remember back to September t- uh, 15th and before that, right, um, we started talking on the, uh, about this topic of, 2020, uh, very specifically, um, asking God to give us, as we approach the year 2020, can you believe we're already in the, in, the, in the burrs, September, October, November, and December, you know, once you get to burr, it's all over, right? Like, it is almost Christmas Eve right now. In fact, the Hallmark Christmas movies are about to start. Lord, have mercy on all of our hus- the husband's souls in the house, all right? But we've been asking God that as we get to the year 2020, which is coming up soon, which you can, if you see on, on, on our lovely wall, I mean, how many of you appreciate this? How cool is this? This helps us remember who we are, what our vision is, and what we're after. But also, if you'll notice down here, uh, here on the right side, when we get to year 2020, we're going to have a year-long theme. Okay, here at Encounter Church called "Solid." But before we get to it, before we get to becoming a solid church, solid disciples, right? Strong disciples. I felt like it was so important that we get very clear vision, who we are, what we do, what are our values, what are we all about? We talked a couple of weeks, uh, several weeks ago, actually starting over two months ago, right? We talked about a clear vision of the gospel, right? We talked about a clear vision of revival, of hosting the presence. We talked about how many of you were blessed when we learned about a clear vision of the name of Jesus, how to use the name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm the one who preached it, and it changed my life, right? It's so important to know how to use the name of Jesus. And today, in the next week or so, what we're going to do is we're going to finish up this theme of 2020 vision, okay? So the next couple of weeks, we're going to finalize these topics on what we're trying to see clearly. Who wants to see clearly today? Come on, it's been a while, so turn to somebody and tap them and say, you've got to have 2020. And today... <laughs> Today I want to talk to you about having clear vision 2020 clear vision for God's plan for the progression of the gospel. Did you know God has a plan for the gospel to progress and go to all nations? I want to talk to you today from my heart something that I learned when I was a teenager. And it changed the way I lived as a high school student and then as a college student. It literally caused me to become a missionary and eventually a preacher and a pastor. And it's all about God's plan for how the gospel is supposed to go forward. Do you want to learn about that today? Do you want to have a clear vision about how the gospel is supposed to progress? I want you to say the word oikos. Come on, tell somebody, oikos. It's a Greek word, and I know some of you say oikos, okay? Rather, it's oikos or oikos. That's up to you how you want to pronounce it, but according to the Strong's Concordance Greek pronunciation uh, guide, it's oikos. Everybody say oikos. Oikos. All right. In fact, you should have received an oikos on the way in, okay? Okay. Who has already eaten your oikos? Who didn't get one but wants one? All right, because they're going to bring them in. Who's, who, wa- who wants another one? Who wants another oikos? Who doesn't want to eat it but you want one anyway so you can remember the sermon? Come on, if you want, I want everybody to have an oikos, all right? Come on, I'll keep your hand up and wave your hand until you get an oikos. If you, I think we have enough to still give out some more. Come on, we, we have some, uh, some necessity of oikos over here to my left. We need some oikos over here on my right, all right? Keep your hand up until you get your oikos. Now, when you get your oikos, put your hand down. You you can only have one more, all right? And yes, if you have not yet partaken and enjoyed of your oikos Greek yogurt this morning, feel free. Uh Uh-oh, you want the word? You're going to get the oikos in your spirit and in your mouth this morning, all right? Feel free to eat it while we... Take a look at the word today. Feel free to take it home with you later. Feel free to give it to somebody else. But I want you to remember. I hope we don't have oikos all over the floor there. Who still wants another one? Who wants one to take it home with you? All right, we'll have the rest uh, available at the end, all right? I'm glad everybody, all right? Go ahead and open it up and eat it, and uh, if you'd like, you could save it, whatever, but let's enjoy our oikos this morning. Say it one more time, oikos. oikos. I want us to read from, if you would like to look up in your Bible, or just simply pay attention on the screen, we're going to read from Acts chapter 16. Ready? Are you ready? Yes. So just before we read it, Paul and Silas uh, were in a city called Philippi. everybody say Philippi. Philippi. Well, that's a Greek this morning, right? Philippi. And they had been preaching the gospel. Does anybody know what happened to Paul and Silas when they preached the gospel in Philippi? They were arrested and thrown in jail, and it says they were put in stocks in the bottom innermost dungeon of the jail, right? They wanted them to shut up. <laughs> they did not want the gospel uh, to keep spreading like it was. And so something happened. Again, if you want to follow along here on the screen or in your Bible, this is Acts 16. We're going to read 25 through 34. It was about midnight, and Paul and Cywus were praying and singing hymns. To God. Is that what you would be doing if you were in the bottom of the dungeon of a jail? I hope so. It says they were praying and singing hymns to God. Ain't nothing else better to do. Come on, somebody. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Uh oh. There is power in your praise. Let me tell you something. There is, and this is absolute. Has nothing to do whatsoever with the message I'm going to preach to you today. But somebody needs to know that there is power in your praise, no matter what you're going through. Pray and praise Him because there's power in it, and it's not only powerful for you, but it's powerful for everybody listening to you. Hey, it actually does have to do what I'm going to preach to you about today. Your prayer and your praise can not only affect your situation but those around you. And it says they were praying and they were praising and there was an earthquake and all the doors of the prison were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that all the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, don't harm yourself for we're all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, all right, when I get, when I pause, I want you to say it loud, all right? Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his House And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he, the jailer, was baptized at once. He and all his family. family. Then he brought them up into his house. house, right, and set food before them. And he rejoiced, who? The jailer, along with his entire household, household that they had believed In God. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for the gospel. Thank you that you have touched and transformed our lives by what Jesus did, by the grace of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, by the cross of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, by giving us the Holy Spirit. Father, we want to not only be changed by the gospel, we want everybody around us to be changed by the gospel, and we pray that you today would not only infect us, but you would make us contagious with the good news of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The gospel is dynamic. Everybody say dynamic. What is dynamic? Active, right? If something is dynamic, does it just stay in its place and doesn't really cause anything or any ruck? No, no, no. The gospel is dynamic. In fact, the gospel, by virtue of being news, spreads, right? I mean, every kind of news spreads, but the gospel is good news, right? I don't know about you, but I'm so tired of bad news and how it spreads around and crazy news and I'm not so sure that that even is true news or but news when somebody's got news what do they do with the news they spread it they share it so by virtue of the message of Jesus being news it's supposed to be spread it's supposed to be shared right and the gospel of Jesus is both infectious and contagious tap somebody and say, you are infected. And now look at them and say, and you're contagious. Uh Uh-oh. Everybody all right? Come on, keep eating your oikos. Stay with me. See, there is a Progression. Everybody say progression. progression. There's a progression in the working of the gospel. First, me, then my household. It says, "Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you, and you will be saved. You and first, it says, you will be saved." First, you've got to believe and confess Jesus is your Lord, and when you do, you will be saved, comma you and your household. Right? There's a progression to it. First, me, then my household. Now, again, I told you we uh, we were going to greek out this morning, right? We know that the New Testament was not written in English, correct? If you didn't know that, the New Testament was not written in English. None of the Bible, in fact, was written in English. And no, King James didn't write it, okay? (laughs) All right. Some of y'all got that. Some of you got it a little later. All right. If we have any, I only read the King James Version. Well, then you ought to only read the Greek Version. Because the original would have been in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. And the New Testament, for the most part... Is Greek, okay? And in the New Testament, okay, there's this word. Guess what it is? Oikos, Oikos, all right? And it has absolutely nothing to do with yogurt. I believe the reason they call it oikos is because it's Greek yogurt, okay? But oikos, every time, literally, okay? You ready for this? This is gonna like, Every time you read in the New Testament the word house, household, home, and even at times the word family, it's the word oikos, right? Isn't it interesting that that's the same word for all of that? Both house, physical house, household, those that live in your house. Home, the place you call home, that's not necessarily a house, but the neighborhood or city or wherever you call home, right? And at times the word family. In fact, how many times was it used, how many times do you think oikos was used just in the final couple of verses there of Acts 16? I think it's verses 33 and 34. It's either five or six times. One, two, three, four, five, six What is oikos then? I said, well, that's great that that's in the New Testament. What does that mean for me? This is what the word oikos means in Greek, all right? I think you have this there in your outline. I made it easy for you. O-I-K-O-S. Oikos means household. Y'all with me? This is important. I'm I'm, going to tell you some things that you might not have thought it meant, all right? Household. Okay, so house, literally house, household, family, literal and figurative family or relatives. Come on, do you have people that are your blood and you call family and you have people that are not your blood and you call them family? Right? I know I do. I've got plenty of family that's not my family, right? Right? Oikos would refer to both your blood family and anybody you would consider like family, right? Oikos also means it refers to your circle of friends, your circle of influence, or your social circle, right? And I'm not talking about the town, all right? Your social circle, your circle of influence, your circle of friends. In other words... Your oikos, everybody say my oikos, oikos. Consist. All right, you don't have to repeat anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But I want you to get it. And I know I'm going kind of slow and repetitive with this this morning because this is going to stick and it's going to revolutionize our lives. Your oikos consists of all the people that you interact with or engage on a regular basis. That's your oikos, okay? Your oikos consists of all the people you engage or interact with on a regular basis. The people that I hope you uh, interact with at your house, right? Those that live in your house ought to be your oikos. Those that go to school with you, and you say, is everybody at my school? I go to KSU, there's 30-something thousand students. Are they all my oikos? No. Some of them could become your oikos, but every one of them that you have a regular interaction with, an engagement with, right, they are your oikos. Uh, People that, let's say, you work with, Some of you work for a small company, so everybody at that company, everybody at at your job is your oikos. Some of you work for a real big company, so no, not everybody in that big company is your oikos. But every one of them that you rub shoulders with on a daily or weekly, regular basis, people that you come into contact with on a regular basis that probably know you by name, right? How many people do you know by name? How many people do you interact with all the time and you don't know their name yet? <laughs> Guess what? They're your oikos, okay? People that you interact with on a regular basis. Um, let's see. Coworkers, classmates. Um, how about your neighbors? Now, if you've never met with or directed a word towards a neighbor, then they ought to be your oikos, but they're not yet, Right? But your neighbors, people in your neighborhood, people in your apartment complex, people in student housing, people, wherever it is that you live and you do life, people that you interact with, right? Your teachers, your boss. Say, my boss is Emma Oikos. Your employees, if you are the boss. We got any bosses in the house? All right. Your waiter, your waitress, how many of you go to the same restaurants again and again and again and again? I know I do. I do so much that I'm tired of them. Man, one restaurant. You ask me right now where you want to go. I don't know. I've been too many times to all of them. I don't crave it anymore, but let me tell you something. I've been so many times to the same restaurants around Cobb County that we know people either by name or we already know about their lives because we've had conversations with them, Right? I know some of y'all have regular interaction with a barista at Starbucks, or the dude that gives you your donuts at Dunkin'. How about your your cashier, like at the grocery store, the supermarket, right? Or people that you just engage and interact with all. All the time. They're your oikos. to say oikos. I want you to think of who's part of your oikos. See, oikos, your oikos and my oikos are the people with whom we, quote, unquote, you know what I'm about to say, do life, right? The people with whom we do life. The people... Obviously at home, your family, the people in your neighborhood, the people at your apartment complex, the people at the restaurants and the coffee shops you go to, the people at work, the people at school. The Everybody that you come into regular contact with, that you know them and they know you, at least on some sort of regular basis kind of level, right? They're your oikos, all right? See, God's plan... And intention, and yes, it's his only plan for this, all right? Are y'all ready? God's plan and intention is for the gospel to infect you and then subsequently infect and spread to everyone around you, your oikos. And then to everyone around them, their and so on and so forth unto the ends of the earth that is why jesus said the holy spirit will come on you and you'll receive power and you'll be my witnesses and what did he say first what did he say first in oh come on somebody jerusalem yes that's where they lived their town okay And then he talked about Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In other words, everybody close to you and then from there out and then from there out and then from there out. The the intention of God with the gospel is for you to be so full of the good news that it infects everybody around you. And when they get infected, they infect everybody around them, right? It's an outbreak, of the best kind. That is God's plan and His intention. And this should set some of us free because this type of spreading the good news does not require planned evangelism. Granted, planned evangelism is good. Everybody say it's good. We go on outreaches, we do on the red box, we go pray for people in the park and at the mall, we go on mission trips, we do planned outreaches. To whom? But who, to whom are those planned outreaches? Are they our oikos? For the most part, when you go on an outreach, you're meeting brand new people that aren't really necessarily connected to your life at all yet. The good thing is when you go reach somebody you never met and they become part of your oikos, Right? But what I want to encourage you with today is you don't need a planned evangelistic event to preach the gospel to somebody. You don't need to wait for the next outreach in the park or at the mall or on the red box or the next mission trip to Cuba to share the good news with somebody. You have an oikos around you every single day and believe me, they are either seeing and hearing the gospel or they're not. Oh, here's the question. You know, maybe we could call this, since it's not planned evangelism or coordinated evangelism, maybe we could just call this lifestyle evangelism, right? It's just evangelism with our lifestyle. It's spreading the good news just because we're good news spreaders. We're just so full of it that we just spread it. Question for you and for me today. And this is a very important question. Who is hearing and seeing the gospel preached through your everyday conversations and behaviors? Who is observing your life? And through observing your life, Talking to you and observing your attitudes and your behaviors and your lifestyle. Who is seeing the gospel and hearing the gospel? Let me tell you who. Your oikos. That's right. Who wants to reach your oikos? Hope that's everybody. So how do I reach my oikos? It is so simple, and if you get the simplicity of it, it'll set you free and make you useful and fruitful for the kingdom of God. It's simple. I want to ask again, who wants to reach the people around you for Jesus? Who wants to reach your oikos? How? I'm going to give you three ways how you can reach your oikos starting yesterday are you ready yes. how do i reach my oikos number one you can shine yeah. and i've already kind of alluded to this but let's take a look at matthew 5 verses 14 through 16 says you are the light of the world now point to somebody you hadn't pointed it yet and make them uncomfortable and say you As soon as I said point, some of you reached down to get your yogurt so you wouldn't be pointed at. (laughs) It's all right. You got oikos. (laughs) You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And get this. And it gives light to all in the oikos. That is the word oikos. You're the light of your oikos, right? And this light isn't meant to be hidden. How silly. How silly to have a light and then hide it. If you're going to hide it, you might as well not turn it on. I don't know about you, but I don't turn on a lamp and then throw a blanket over it. If I don't want light, I'm not going to turn the lamp on. All right. It says, it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. Everybody say "others." others. What do you think that's talking about? Oikos. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let me just basically say it like this. You and I are called to give light to all in our house. We are called to be the light and shed light to all who are in our oikos, right? To all who are in our social circle, our circle of influence, our circle of friends, our home, our house, our household, our family, our neighborhood, our job, our school. Everyone around us should be not only looking at the light but receiving the light. Because of us. What am I saying? I must live my life in such a way that those who consistently observe my life will see Jesus. I don't know about you. Okay. What do we call those who consistently observe our life? I want my oikos to see Jesus. And how do I do it? I shine. I live my life in such a way that everybody who interacts with me will see Jesus. And I pursue, I'm after living more and more like that Every day. I don't want most people to see Jesus. I want everybody to see Jesus when they see me. I want to shine not for 99% of my house. I want to shine for 100% of my house. I want my wife to see Jesus in me. I want my children to see Jesus in me. I remember being in high school and in college and burning with, I want my classmates, I want my friends in school to see Jesus in me. I want those that I go to work with to see. I want to live my life in such a way that my boss sees Jesus in me. I want to be a boss that lives my life in such a way that my employees see Jesus in me. Why didn't anybody wow on that one? must not be many bosses up in the house I know we got a few I'm gonna say it again as an employer I want to live my life and go about my everyday my conversations my attitudes my behaviors the way I treat people the way I conduct business in such a way that my employees who see me the way I do it, they're going to see Jesus in me. I want to be the light of my oikos. Well, good. Is the way, wives, is the way you're living your life bringing the light of Jesus to your husband. Parents is the way we're living our lives, preaching the gospel to our children. Young people is the way you're living your life, setting an example of light in the middle of the darkness. You're called to shine. Now, thump somebody and say, shine. How else can I reach my oikos? Oh, some of y'all are going to like this one more than others. But number two, you can talk. Some of you are very, very good at that. Some not so good. But everybody talks. Everybody talks, Right? I can already feel the conviction in the house on this one. This is good. This is good conviction. Come on, tell somebody. You can talk. In fact, you do all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus has just set a man free from many evil spirits he cast many demons out of him the dude goes from literally being the crazy guy walking the streets to all of a sudden what happened to him he's like totally sane and normal jesus sets him free in an instant right and it says the man from whom the demons had uh, gone begged that he might be with him but jesus sent him away saying return to your oikos. oikos to your home return to your home house household circle of friends circle of influence your social circle your town the people the, to the people return to your people it's your people All of us got people, don't we? And if you don't got people, you need to get some people. But we all have people. And Jesus said, it wasn't a bad thing. This man wanted to follow Jesus around everywhere. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. This isn't the plan. The plan is for you to go with what I did in you. I want you to go back to your people. I want you to go back to your oikos and do what? Do what? declare, talk, declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. You can talk. We talk every day. What are we talking about? Come on, bear with me on this one. Let we go in somewhere together. We all talk every day. We do. What are we talking about? And I know we're all in different settings and different workplaces and schools and, you know, uh, stay-at-home moms and whatever. We're all, But we all talk every day to somebody, and some days we talk a lot to a lot of folks. I don't mean just talking with your mouth. How many of you talk to many people every day through this thing called text? What am I talking about? If I get to talk every day to so many people everywhere, what am I talking about? What We proclaim stuff all the time on Facebook and on Instagram and all the social media. What are we proclaiming? We can talk. We do talk. The question isn't if we do talk or don't talk. The question is, what am I talking about? What am I communicating? What am I proclaiming and declaring? Tell everyone around you about Jesus. Jesus. If you are already shining, if you are already living your life in such a way that people are seeing Jesus in you, open your mouth and tell them the Bible doesn't say people will get saved because they see us. The Bible says people get saved by the preaching of the gospel. You have to tell people. I know that this might ruffle some feathers, but there's no such way as just loving people to Jesus with kindness without ever telling them about him. If people just see Jesus, but they don't ever hear about what to do with Jesus, how are they going to be saved? The Bible says, how can they believe if no one tells them? We have to talk. We have to tell people about Jesus. You say I don't know what to say. I have a question today. Has Jesus done any has the grace of God? Has Jesus done anything in your life? You better tell somebody. We've got to tell people the gospel. Oh no. I am still not used to this iPad. Help me Jesus. thank you siri (laughs) y'all still with me I'm, i'm 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 gonna hurry it up here all right we're getting we're getting close pretty close to the end you don't need to wait for an outreach you don't need to wait to go on a mission trip. All of that is good, it's great, it's wonderful, but get this, the people that you and I frequently engage are our first and primary mission field. I'm glad we get to go on outreach. I'm glad we get to go on mission trips. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad we do purposeful, intentional evangelism and outreach. But my first and primary mission field, the first and primary people that should both see and hear the gospel through my life are already around me every day. They're my oikos. Let's tell them the good news. Maybe you could call this organic evangelism, right? Most people you're going to end up winning to Jesus, they're already around you. What do I talk about? Use your personal testimony. That's what Jesus told him to do. He did not say, go and preach the kingdom of God and the cross and the no, he said, go and declare what I've done for you. Like that's the first way to preach the gospel. That's the first way to share the good news, is just go and tell other people what Jesus has done in your life, right? Y'all alright. Another pretty easy way is you can use your mouth to invite people to church. I mean, come on, somebody. You can use your mouth. You can use your phone. You can use your social media account. You can use your car. You can use whatever it takes to go and invite and bring people to church. They're going to hear the gospel here. They're going to see it in your life. They're going to hear it through your personal testimony, and they're going to hear the gospel if you just bring people. Come on, tell somebody, talk. Don't just talk about the weather. Don't just talk about all the Georgia sports teams losing. I know I talked about it this week with tears in my eyes. Don't just talk about your kids. I mean, look, talk about the weather. Talk about Georgia sports teams Talk about your kids. Talk about whatever, but talk about Jesus. Tell people about the love and the grace of God, the good news of Jesus. Also, many of you not only have the potential, but you have the desire to be able to Teach the gospel and preach and share the good news like. Why in the world do we have e-groups? And I just want to encourage somebody this morning. Maybe you want to get trained. Listen, maybe you really like to talk. Or maybe you want to grow your talking. But we would love to train you and help you to open an e-group to do this. Talk on a weekly basis about the gospel. Teach people to follow Jesus. Listen, I know that many of you are part of an e-group. But I believe many of you are going to become the e-group leaders. I think we have a room full of eventual e-group leaders. You just need to be trained how to talk. Talk how to share the gospel, how to teach people to follow Jesus. And we want to invite you. We just want to encourage you. We'd love to help and help train you to be a disciple maker. Okay? Everybody say e-groups. In fact, I want to mention that before I move on to my final thing here. Um, There's such a need right now that we're opening two new e-groups this week. Many e-groups are already going and growing, and God is moving in e-groups, and God is touching people's lives, and, um, but we've noticed some needs, and so what do we do? We're just going to open two more. So in fact, this coming week, we're going to open a, um, a ladies' group, and if you want more information about the ladies' group, ask Diana and Liz, Pastor Diana and Pastor Liz, and we're going to be opening a men's group, and if you want more information about the men's group, talk to Pastor Julian. Why? Why e-groups and more e-groups? Why? Because we got to tell people. <laughs> your e-group, listen, this is, this, is, this is just like a, wow. Where can people hear the gospel? Bring them to your e-group. They better be hearing the gospel there. If you're going to an e-group and not hearing the gospel, come tell me about it. We'll work on that. The whole point of e groups, the whole, the whole reason why, is because we want to have a place where people can come in on a weekly basis, they can hear and learn the good news and how to follow Jesus, all right? Tell somebody you need to be in an e group. Uh oh. Final thing, final thing. You can shine, you can talk, and number three, you can host. You can host. What do I mean by you can host? Make a place or a space for the gospel to be shared. Make a place or a space. Let's look at what Romans 16, 3 through 5 says. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in the ministry of Christ Jesus. In fact, they once risked their lives for me. I'm thankful to them. And so were the, all the Gentile churches. Also give my greetings to the church that meets in their home. Colossians 4 15 give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha those of you that are still searching for a name for your next child Nympha and the church and the church in her where in her house in her oikos in her literally literally the word is house physical structure where someone lives right In both of these, talking about houses, homes where people met for the gospel. Listen, I I just want to be super, super out there and on it. Maybe you can't lead an e-group right now. Maybe you're too shy. Maybe you're too new. Maybe you just came today and you don't even know what an e-group is, right? Maybe you just don't want to right now. Maybe you're not ready for that. Let me tell you what you can be ready for. Host, host people for the gospel. Maybe you can host any group. And I know that everybody can't, but many could. Maybe you say, I don't want to be the leader right now, but I'll open my home or my office to have a weekly meeting where we can invite people and tell them the gospel, right? So you can shine, you can talk, but you can also just host and invite people and bring people in where they can. Hosts are just as important as leaders. Let me say that again. Hosts are just as important as leaders. Let me change the wording. Hosts providing a place or a space for people to come hear the gospel are just as important as the preachers of the gospel. Why? If there's not a place for people to come, where is the gospel going to be shared? The church, and we're going to pick up here next, next Sunday, okay? The church started, yes, in public in a big place called the temple, which was more not like a building like this. It was more like an open air kind of thing, right? But the church even more began in homes. You can host, make a place for people to gather for God's word. If you're here today, listen, if you're here and you're like, well, I haven't been trained to be an e-group leader yet. I'm going to live my life to shine. But, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my friends. I'm going to share with my oikos, the people around me. They're going to see Jesus in my life. And not only that, I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. But, you know, right now I'm not necessarily ready to be a quote-unquote leader. But you know what? I have a house. I have an office space. I have somewhere where I would be willing to... Host people to come and hear the gospel. Talk to Pastor Julian and Diana about that. Because we have a great need for hosts. Not only leaders, but hosts. Let's just conclude with uh, Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read it and then we're going to stop and we're going to pick up here next Sunday. Cool? Day by day. This is 2.46. And day by day, attending the temple together. Remember temple not like your what we normally would think of as a church today, but the temple was an open-air kind of thing in the Jewish culture, okay? Where people would come and do all kinds of stuff. In fact, that's where Jesus threw out the money changers and people selling animals, okay? The temple was it was a it was a religious place, like a church, right? And but this isn't breaking bread in their Homes, They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. As we live our everyday lives to reach our oikos, God wants to save people every day through you and through me. God wants to touch people's lives and save people and heal people and set people free, through you and through me, ordinary, regular folks that just live our life every day to reach our oikos. Say one more time, oikos. Well, it's time to be done, so I'm gonna be done. We're just gonna pick right, pick up uh, back there next Sunday. Cool.